What story do you tell yourself? The Monday Morning Memo for January 25th, 2016. What story do you tell yourself concerning your disappointments, failures, and embarrassments? Were you an unfortunate victim of evil? Perhaps it's time you start telling a different version of that story. The story you tell yourself is the foundation of your self-image. The first principle of self-deception is you must not fool yourself, and you are the easiest person to fool. Richard Feynman, winner of the Nobel Prize in Physics. There are many ways in which the truth can be told. If your story reveals you to be an unfortunate victim, you become an obstacle to your own success. But you are not a victim. Your experience proves only that you are resilient, resourceful, and strong. It's a matter of perspective. Every day is a new opportunity to change your life. You have the power to say, this is not how my story ends. Karen Salmonson. In just 23 words, Karen Salmonson caused you to see yourself in an interesting duality of existence. You are... 1. A living character in a story that is being written and... 2. You are the author of that story. Implicit in her statement is the unspoken question... Have you decided what your character will do next? That's a lot to convey in just 23 words, don't you think? Salmonson didn't have to tell you that you have feelings and opinions and the power of choice. You already knew those things. The tool she uses to cause these big ideas to spring to life is a technique I've decided to call reverse personification. Personification gives human attributes to things that are not human. But you are human. Yet in just 23 words, Salmonson makes you an imaginary character who is brought to life and given the power to decide what happens next. Arianna Huffington makes a similar observation. Just change the channel. You are in control of the clicker. What separates Salmonson's 23 words from Huffington's 11 is that Salmonson makes you a character in a story while Huffington hands you the clicker to control a television show called Life that is unfolding before your eyes. Perspective, seeing through the eyes of another entity, is what gives personification its power. Likewise, perspective is the essence of every metaphor. I urge you to experiment with personification and metaphor this week. They are powerful tools of persuasion. Personification gives human attributes to things that are not human. You can say, it was hot outside. Or you can say, the angry sun glared down at me. Which one is more interesting? Fifteen years ago, a man wrote a radio ad in which the narrator described a suffocating, filthy, sticky feeling that is stripped away by a shower of hot water and cleansing soap, leaving him buoyant, bouncy, vibrant, and clean, smelling good, and looking and feeling young again, with all his natural color restored. He wrote that ad as a homework assignment during the Magical Worlds Communications Workshop at Wizard Academy. He owned a carpet cleaning company in Canada. It wasn't until the end of the ad that you realized the carpet was describing what it felt like to be cleaned. Personification. 
I've always wished I had kept a copy of that ad. Metaphors use something as a symbol of something else. In the Destiny trilogy, I might have said, the stars were reflected on the surface of the water. But I chose to make the stars something other than reflections. Bright stars danced on rippling waters, a thousand little fishes of light scurrying in a sea of darkness. Stars danced is personification. Little fishes of light is a metaphor. If you would become more persuasive, if you would make more sales, if you would hold the attention of your audience, experiment this week with personification and metaphor. Like I said, it's all a matter of perspective. Roy H. Williams. When most Americans think of doing business with China, they think of outsourcing American manufacturing jobs. But that's not the big opportunity, according to Mark Matsumoto. Why buy from China when you can sell to China? Many of small and mid-sized businesses today are making jumbo profits by exporting products and services to China and other Asian Pacific markets. Thanks to modern technology, it's easier than you might think. According to Matsumoto, who's been doing it for 25 years, all you need is a smartphone and some common sense. You can buy his book, Exporting in the Connected World. Or you can hear it straight from the king himself at mondaymorningradio.com. Where does Rothbart find these interviews?